welcome to the next episode of the M&M Update on the Natty Scene, which is hosted by your two M&Ms, not the chocolates, but the other kind of M&Ms, which are your other two favourites. Um, AJ Morris and me, the Tiny Titan, Vicky Masita. So today we're just going to get into um, a couple of updates of how we've gone this week. I know that AJ has had an epic week, so we'll just start mm. with yours. Dude, how are you doing and what have you been up to this week? Cool. Yeah. Hey guys and welcome back and thank you for listening in again. And there was plenty of raving reviews as to us coming back last week. So I'm, I'm glad that we're back and we'll be consistently recording every Friday. So um, you can expect to see these every Friday, which is kind of quite cool. It starts your weekend off. Um, obviously with a giant bang um yeah. so yeah my week's been been epic with the epic. New, new hoodies <laughs> um so actually a few people ordered them so if anyone any listeners that did order a hoodie thank you very much um that's really cool and i expect to see you wrapping them and hitting all kind fucking all kinds of shit up which is like so my not? story why um, not jumping um, on the hoodie bang bang and i've got some as well so if anybody wants yeah. a hoodie of mine as well you know I'm going to do like a hybrid one, I think. So it says like Titan Coaching and then on the back it will be hashtag be epic. Yes. So that could be quite cool. <laughs> be um, so yeah, yeah, my week's been, my week's been very, very good. Um, so obviously the second week after deloading. So it tends to be that after your first week, you feel quite sore, quite beaten up. Fatigue levels come back quite, quite quickly post deload. And so that that week of training was like essentially not amazing. Um, so following it up this week was much better, like much more productive. I felt really good going into every session. I felt like I had some really good solid numbers in my head because obviously with travel in America, being in like, all over the place, Christmas, I never really got like absolutely solid in place numbers that I was like, okay, next week I'm going to chase these numbers. Um, so it was really nice to sort of have that and have that goal going to the gym again to sort of come out with progressions and every session was pretty much that it was progressed and my squats finally felt really good again so for context like coming out of prep I'd hardly squatted for ages and so anything felt pretty hard and never felt good always felt like I was using my lower back more than I was using my quads I never felt like I was in that groove and since my body weight has come into the 160s, which I knew that as soon as I got into the 160s, it would feel better again because that's where it felt like it went to shit. As soon as I got below 160s during prep, it was like squatting was just crap. And it really frustrated me. So um, I, yeah, I broke into the 160s this week and have been consistently in the 160s. So I knew that squats would be good. And yeah, they were. Like I got 160 for for 10 reps which is like not not bad at all for where i need to be at the moment and body weight right wise so i i i'm really excited to see that come up because like one of my biggest goals is to well over the next coming like or i told jack it and he was like you can get that in like two months and i was like okay sure (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah so i i (laughs) i am yeah i i'm uh, one of my biggest goals, uh, definitely, definitely by the end of the year, is to squat 180 for 15. Um, like fuck, that's a lot of weight. Absolute, like perfectly. Um, so I, 20 kilos to go, and I'll get it for 10, and then five more reps, and I'll get it first. But I reckon I'll have to be 
pretty fluffy by that point, which is yeah. which is cool. Um, I'll happily be fluffy because my quads will be ginormous. Um, and that's what you got to do if you want a pro card, right? You got to do that sort of kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's one of my biggest goals: get one eighty for fifteen. So if I don't get that by the end of the year, then you can all bite my balls off and say yeah. that, and say that you didn't train hard enough. Or you did something wrong. So yeah, that's um that's something I'm working towards. And other than that, like pushing strength coming back considerably. Uh I think actually my, my pushing strength uh is or, or maybe not my pushing strength, but my pulling strength is pretty much at off season levels. If not if not if not better than where I was in my off season, so that's wicked. Um and yeah, other than that, all good. Obviously, the little things like aesthetically, you can see my face is filling out and things like that, which, to be fair, like, I'd said on my story, I'm just not bothered about it at all. I've been bothered about it in the past, but once you get past the idea that, you know, you're you're still, I'm still in good shape for, like, 90% of the population, and I... You're strong. Yeah, and I'm strong, and I'm not thinking about food, and I can eat plenty, and I don't... I don't. I don't want to step back on stage looking very similar. <laughs> I want yeah, to look like yeah. drastically different. And I know that what I did last off season uh, worked pretty productively. I just start. I just simply started too heavy. That was the only thing that I did wrong, in my opinion. Um, and I got injured a few times. So, mm. goals this off season is to is to progress as much as I can, and while staying injury free, and set myself up well for whenever I next prep. Um, that's all going well at the moment. So that's me, pretty much. How's awesome. your week gone? Yeah, week my week has been um, not too bad at all, actually. Um, yeah. My rib is starting to finally kind of heal up a little bit more. I found it a bit strange because, obviously, it wasn't my rib that was broken or fractured or anything like that. I just popped some cartilage. Um, uh-huh. But So that's the reason why it was obviously just a bit more painful. But what I found out was that if I lifted my arm up and took a big deep breath, it didn't hurt. Mm. But when I had my arm down... And I was just breathing. It did. So I just decided to yesterday walk around like I was asking a question all day. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. <laughs> just being sure that I was all right with that. Still I am that. joking, obviously. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, so other than that, the week's been going good. Um, I've got some more food in. So I've actually got past the idea of not needing protein with every meal. Um, you know, because I have so many carbs now that I need to get into my system. Sometimes just rice cakes and bananas actually, you know, go down a treat. Yeah, um, sure. And it it was really funny because I actually took that as a snack into the gym, um, and I was eating it, and somebody was like, "Oh my god, are you not having protein with that?" And I said, "No." So they used <laughs> they used to you eating like an IFBB pros intake of protein pretty much everything yeah exactly so i did kind of have the rip taken out of me a little bit just for having rice cakes and bananas yeah. um 50 grams all... off jay cutler i think yeah yeah i think it was <laughs> you know i think it was top that up with the essential bcaa's and everything and then that was it i was up there pretty much with jay yeah with jay you know <laughs> and i just didn't have the size that just he 200 has. pounds off <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing isn't it I was obviously doing something differently than Jay to not have his size his shoulders his glutes his quads there was so, some, something um, missing perhaps yeah there was possibly something missing and it did obviously get us thinking and we did have a question in relation to this which is what we wanted to discuss today yeah, on the podcast now this question it actually leads it quite nicely into it doesn't it because um and I was just talking to AJ off off camera um in regards to me having a little bit of a down moment yesterday and yeah. it actually brought up the same subject oh. um so um 
the question came from Tom and he basically asked about being surrounded by people who were obviously on PEDS or performance enhancing drugs. Did this ever give us um, an inkling into thinking, well, have we reached our genetic potential? Have we reached our natural abilities to gain as much muscle as we can? And have we ever been influenced or um, intrigued on how to, you know, maybe try some of these PEDS? So that's what we were going to like discuss a little bit more. So, AJ, first off, what about your thoughts? Obviously, you're a younger guy, and a lot of younger guys now are actually walking around the gym stacked to high heaven because mm. they've started introducing all these PEDs really, really early on mm. in their days. Mm. So what's what's your thoughts on that? Obviously, you are now a natural world champion. Mm. Has it ever kind of crossed your mind when you're in the, in the um, presence of mass monsters at mm. underground? Yeah, sure. So... I think I'll have to take this question back to when I started training. So when I started training, initially my goal was to definitely hop across at some point. It was funny because I I was initially in a gym where that was pretty much the majority. And to be a natural was not looked upon as like normal or not looked upon as something that was like competitive. So... I, at that point, I knew, uh, luckily, fucking luckily, I knew about natural bodybuilding quite quite soon in my career, which is why now I'm huge about doing YouTube, I'm huge about doing Instagram, talking about natural bodybuilding, spreading it, because if I can pick up more young people and stop them from hopping across before they've even tried bodybuilding or, or had a passion about the gym, then that's my job done, because that's wicked, that's what... I think a guy called um, Kieran, it was, I found on YouTube. And funnily enough, um, if you now look at my bodybuilding career, it's funny that I found him because he was a BMBF teen Midland champion that I found. He's the first guy that I started watching. And now I'm a BMBF teen and junior Midland champion, which is pretty cool, right, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, um, that's cool. If you start following me, maybe you'll be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and Vicky as well, because she's the two-time. So. Um, yeah, two-time Midland champ, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, that's what I found. And I, as soon as I got competed in my first show, especially when I went to the BNBF finals in 2014, uh, the Echo Arena, and I saw the pro class with David Kay in it that year, I was like, fuck this, I'm definitely staying natural because if that's possible, if the, like if that's even within any sort of potential reach, even with the most highest caliber genetics, I don't care because I'll work as hard as I can to get to close to that as opposed to working towards something with the assistance of PDs. Now, at that point, did I have anything against PDs? Not at all. Um, and I had friends that was that were definitely sort of hopping on them the only thing that i would say vicky that i have against and that would does annoy me about performance arms and drugs is that when people use them purely like completely recreationally i just don't get that because you're not doing yourself any justice with regards to health 
and most of the people that use them recreationally are using higher dosages than people that compete for fuck's sake yeah. it's because and they don't they're not aware of the dosages though are they that's no, all it is they're not aware of the health side of things in fact like the the some of the most educated people are the competitors which makes sense because they do a lot of research and they make sure that they're using things well and accurately which is obviously of the utmost importance if you do want to go onto that side of things but with regards to how I see and how I view like the size and the, the strength differences, I, I, I'm not overly jealous or um, I'm not overly in a state of comparison with that because I know the differences. I'm, cl- I'm clued up on why I look like an actual bodybuilder and why someone on PDs looks like they're on PDs, you know what I mean? And yeah. I actually yeah. find that one of the best ways to, to to combat any sort of comparison issues that you do get is just just look at what's achievable naturally. So look at like people your age that are naturals. Um, you know, for me this like last year, big inspiration for my prep was looking sort of at Dan Park's prep and the condition that he got into because I was like, well, if that's possible for a junior natural to do, then there's no reason why I can't do it. Um, mm. And obviously I got in pretty similar condition to what Dan, Dan got into. And that was all because I knew it was possible. So when you know something's possible, like you just continually chase it. So if you know that looking like Brian Whitaker, when you're like in your late twenties, early thirties, I think Brian's actually closer to 40 now. Um, is possible then you'll work your ass off to be able to get to that level and that's what i want to do you know so um setting a comparison that's within natural bodybuilding i think is the best way to combat the pd versus natural comparison and make yourself feel a bit better about your own progress that's my opinion at least um Mm. what's yours what's your take on things i know that you've had quite a few people in your gym that like our our own stuff and for me that's for me that's not so much of an issue in the moment my gym's not really not really got too many huge people in it um Mm. because even when i was at goals it was a completely different story oh yeah (laughs) came home from goals and i was like immediately immediately need to start a cycle yeah yeah Um, (laughs) Yeah. but um just walk in i am dwarfed i give me the needle right now yeah Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, looking in my gym, everybody's on it. Everybody mm. is on a cycle. Everybody is on, and if they're not on a cycle, they're on a cruise. And if they're not on a cruise, they're on um, ah, oh, what's the bit that you do? Blast. You, yeah, one of those. Blast, you know, cruise. Off, yeah, I don't or, even know what it is. that's it. Or you're taking some kind of exogenous hormone to obviously get your natural hormones back up to a certain level. PCT. PCT, thank you. For some unknown reason, I don't know why I didn't even remember that word, but I was literally talking about it yesterday. So, um, so yeah, like nine, the majority of everybody that's in the two gyms that I work out of, because um, I train at Area Fifty One, but I actually work at Elite in Stockport. All of them are, you know, they're they're on something. Mm, okay. Um, or if, like I said, if they're not on something, they're recovering from something, getting set up for something else for the next cycle. And the thing is, is that I get asked so many times, especially when I get shredded, what kind of drugs am I taking? You know, Mm. and people ask me and they go, you know, what substances do you take? If you don't mind me asking. So I just take the piss and I say, oh, you know, I just get on that protein. 
and they they laugh because then they think that protein is a drug and yeah. it's, it's ridiculous you know oh, am i safe taking protein well do you eat chicken yeah well then you're on the protein dude you know get over it type of thing but yeah i mean my personal view i've got nothing against anybody taking peds because obviously it is part of the industry that we're in mm. in regards to bodybuilding as, as a whole um, I have, I'm not going to lie and say that it has never crossed my mind, um, just like you said, you know, at the beginning of my career thinking, well, is this obviously the only route that I need to go down in order to make the process yeah, work sure. and, and make the progress that I want to do? Um, I've always been infatuated by women with muscle, but women with muscle who have shape. Yeah. And yeah. The, there's a big difference between women who have muscle and women who have muscle but who are shapely and still retain their femininity sure yeah and i want all of the muscle all of the shape but i still want to retain my femininity and uh, there are some pictures that have gone up recently of a couple of people um in my little circle on facebook and they're saying the the amount of progress i've made is amazing and this that and the other and they look astounding but they their face has been permanently disfigured and voice and voice. You'd say you'd sound like me on the other end of the um the mic. Oh no, you you're still sounding quite feminine. <laughs> when when I speak to these people, these, these that, girls. Uh, prep estrogen levels. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So um so um, that is what actually kind of destroyed my vision of of wanting to do any kind of PEDs at all because you just naturally associate. The minute you start it, that's it. You're going to lose everything and mm. you're going to lose the shape and you're going to lose your nice voice and, and various other things like that, you know. So that's what kind of avoided me from doing it. Now, looking on the other perspective, it's an, it's annoying for me as a female because don't forget, I've got 10 years on AJ as well, right? So I'm 10 years older. My hormones are different. I've gone through bad preps. I've had a bad history of eating disorders which messed up my hormone levels and everything else. So my progress is, oh, and I'm a female, if you didn't notice, by the way. So my progress is going to be a lot slower than AJ's, whose testosterone levels naturally are very, very high. He's got good hormones in order to lay down new tissue. He hasn't had eating disorders. And he's got a good mindset to be a little bit more, quote, unquote, fluffy in the off season. Um, so my progress is going to be a lot slower. So recently it has started to annoy me a little bit that the progress in areas that I want to bring up are not progressing mm. in in relation to my other areas so like for example my goal this year is to grow myself a decent set of glutes a good set of glutes that I feel happy with and proud of walking around in, in my off season so I'm filling out jeans and then obviously when I get on stage again I don't have any kind of loose skin because they're nice and full and I've got a good a good booty package you know yeah. Um, and I can finally be one of those bikini Instagram people who, who pose like this. Yeah, um, and you'll need to be sponsored by like some BCA product as well by that point. Oh, yeah, BPI, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, so, but, but that just isn't happening for me at the moment. And ever since I got off stage, my quads have blown up. My quads looking sick. I've put on an inch and a half on my quads and they're still lean. Yeah. Um, and everything else is looking full and great, and I still look lean. But mm. my ass, nothing. Mm. And it's just like, you know, that that pisses me off because it's, it's the simple thing that... And people just turn around and say, well, it's all right, Vic. Just get on the gear, and you'll have a good ass. And it's like, 
like you know it's... it doesn't necessarily work like that unfortunately no exactly yeah. that's just like saying you know you can re- you can fat spot reduce yeah 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 it's, it's like you cannot spot increase unless you use it, synthol <laughs> oh yeah you could do that yeah. or have or have implants i i like increase my, my chest within like you know <laughs> four hours I so do. You know, i don't was... think that's um appropriate in natural feds <laughs> no, don't think it is, is it? You know, you no. can get glute implants, but um, but yeah, it'd be frowned upon. Mm. Um, illegal? I don't know. Does it actually say that you can't have butt implants? I think it does actually. Doesn't I'm pretty it? sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does cover sort of anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah. So so yeah. So it did kind of. Again, it crosses people's minds all the time, and especially when AJ brought up a good point actually by saying, compare yourself to somebody who is comparable to you at the moment. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to compare, you know. mm, Definitely, because everybody's mistake is looking at these IFBB pros or people who are going into the Arnolds now and saying, well, you know, they're the same size as me and I'm the same weight as them, and why don't I look like that? And Mm. It's like because you're not, you haven't been training as long. Your muscle density isn't as like theirs. Your muscle genetic makeup is not like theirs. So you know, and I'm comparing myself to some girl who's 23 years old, training under John Meadows, going into the Arnold's in two weeks, who looks sick, and I'm just like, I want to look like that because she's five foot one. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay. So the only thing that we have in common is that we have a vagina and we're five foot one. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we have nothing else in common. So, yeah. you know, and there's nothing to compare about. So you've just got to kind of give yourself a bit of a slap and say, right, fine, natural people who you are comparable against. Mm. You know, me compared to other 33-year-old natural people just in the gym. Yeah. yeah I, I look pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. What do you think the... um? Also, the the side of things like, what would your family think and things like that if you were to say, "Ah, oh, I'm going to chase this bodybuilding goal and hop onto in like enhancing drugs." Like, would you would you think they'd support that or not? I'm very lucky in the in the fact that I've got a very very supportive family. Sure. However, I know for a fact that Scott would not like it. Yeah. Um, because he's always constantly said. I love the musculature that you have, but I don't want you to get. It's the it's the common thing that people say. I don't want you to get too big. Yeah. Um, and I get that, you know. Um, absolutely. I think my mum would be for a different use of a pet word, <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like the worst thing ever, isn't it? It's just like, oh, can you not just be pissed off at me? You know, that would be yeah. fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, when they say I'm so disappointed, it's like. Oh, just heart crushing so i don't like that so yeah yeah, so i think my mum would be disappointed but i think she would also be there and say listen i'm here to support you in every which way possible because she has been throughout my bodybuilding journey Mm. and i i think but i think that does stem from my eating disorder because she saw me in a hospital bed when i was weighing like four stone yeah Um, Yeah. so to see me now weighing seven and a half stone and actually being a hell of a lot healthier um you know she's supportive of that because it keeps me in check and it keeps my body healthy and i've had that many mris cat scans blood tests various other bits ultrasounds to make sure that i am healthy that you know that's the reason why she still supports it Mm. um but yeah i think people will obviously say something if i just decided to go down that down that route i suppose what about yours yeah for sure i i mean the same thing here i've always said to my parents that I don't want to sort of go down that route 
they're fully aware of that route and they they know that bodybuilding in a sense is is there's two separate that's why they you know that's why i think it's good that you talk to your parents and you talk to your support network about what you're doing and you actually explain what you're doing because a lot of people a lot of parents or family members and things like that will think bodybuilding and ultimately think performance enhancing drugs they just think that they the two things correlate they don't really realize that there's drug tested natural federations where you you can't you can't take performance enhancing drugs mm. so talk to your parents i i talk to my parents about my my uh, my bodybuilding i share it with them and that's why they have an interest and it's another another cool topic that we could potentially talk about at some point is like how to get your support network in is always to to share it with them like a lot of people choose to hide their bodybuilding journeys away from their parents especially if they their parents initially don't agree with it mm. and i think that that's a that's a for most it's a decision that they probably are forced into taking because they feel like they can't talk to their parents about something that their parents don't support but at the end of the day if you start showing them how passionate you are start showing them how much you love it if they're loving parents they'll support it at some point they really they really will and they'll probably come to your shows they'll ask you about your training sessions they'll engage they'll ask questions about that like they're going to ask you questions when you come home from school as whether you've had a good day at school and regardless of whether you're passionate or not about it it's something that you do so they're going to ask you about it you know and the minute you start talking about the subjects perhaps that you like or you know something at work that was good they're going to ask you more questions about it and they're going to want to share interest so um yeah, in regards to like yeah, how how they'd feel, they would be exactly the same as your mum. They they'd be disappointed if I if I went down that route because it would be something that I wasn't, uh, it was never like never part of me. Um, mm. And also the same things go for how I run my coaching business. I've actually had over the last couple of weeks quite a few inquiries from people that are enhanced as to whether I I would coach them. Um, and I've unfortunately I've, I have turned them away, which in in some minds would i and i don't have anything against natural coaches that coach enhanced athletes i don't don't have anything inside i understand it but from my perspective i look at it as one i have don't have any knowledge on drug protocols yeah i wouldn't have any knowledge on drug protocols because i'm don't don't care about learning about it there are some podcasts podcasts podcasts, which are which i like beast fitness radio and things like that that they do and my minds and things like that they do talk about drug protocols so i've heard bits and pieces but i namely listen to it because of the other stuff like natural supplementation etc that they talk about um so that's number one thing number two thing is i want to be a natural professional bodybuilder myself i also want to turn people pro in natural federations i also want to make champions within natural bodybuilding that's what i want to be about so if i was also about um enhanced athletes i feel like i wouldn't quite have my niche yeah, um, yeah. so my niche <clears throat> is natural natural bodybuilders um and that's what i always want to be about so even if i like and this is why most of the time when people come to me and they're like okay i want to do like a uk bff show uh or a pca show and whilst i have absolutely nothing against it I've actually put some bikini girls on state on the PCA stage, which I think was great. They had a good experience with it. Um, I've had a few girls do UK BFF in bikini. I have nothing against that, 
but I'll also very much encourage that they look at UKDFBA, BNBF if they're class fits, because I love, I know that the MPA, BNBF, UKDFBA are all great federations. Like I know they are because I've competed in them myself. Um, and I'm lucky enough to know the people who run them fairly well. So I know how they run. I know what the lighting's like. I know what this, I know what the day is like. I know what you get as an athlete, how you can be treated, you know, all of that jazz. I, I know that and I'm aware of that. And that makes me confident putting in clients for the shows. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, it's, yeah, it really is about sort of creating, I guess, a personal and a business kind of legacy with what I do. I, I don't want to create my legacy within two different regions, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's one of my biggest reasonings as well. It's not only from a personal perspective, but it's also a business perspective. Sure. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. Like, sometimes I do look at, people that are enhanced and I'm like wow like how strong could I be if I was using stuff or you know what would my squat be like but it doesn't it doesn't interest me enough um, yeah like, I don't and I, <laughs> I like I really I really like like a top class natural bodybuilder look and if anything I actually really like the fact that when I walk around I don't look like I lift like when I came back from WMBF Worlds carrying my trophy through the airport a security guard like came up to me and said like that's not yours like she told me that i couldn't have possibly won that because apparently so you flashed the abs i was i was skinny and then i she she she, i showed her a picture and she still didn't think it was me (laughs) isn't that funny when you actually show people these pictures of you on stage i had the same thing not yesterday but actually last week um, and this guy actually said, you know, oh, I didn't know that you competed and, you know, you don't look like you're in good shape and that kind of thing because I'm wearing my baggy clothes. I was like, that. well, first of all, how fucking rude. But, you know, yeah, second yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what um, I said to the security guard. I told yeah, her to fuck yeah. off. No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> no, you should do. You should do. You should get more of a, a Yankee mouth like I have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just say how fucking rude. Um, but I showed him a picture of me on stage um, and it wasn't one of, like, the Fivos pictures either. It was just a picture that Scott took with his iPhone. Um, and he literally looked at it and he was like fucking hell that's not you that's not you yeah yeah it is i just have red hair and um i'm not wearing a baggy jump but people do not believe that somebody can get into that shape and Mm. i still have people commenting on those pictures saying how the hell you did not place in the final is beyond me because women don't get that lean i mean they're literally beyond belief that i could get that lean but I think that's my secret weapon. And I think uh, it's very, very easy for somebody to get lean using pets. Um, but it's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of box ticking to get that lean. And that's striated as a natural. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart from different people in a way. Not just naturals, but enhanced as well. Because enhanced guys, I was talking to my friend about it yesterday, Harry, big shout out to Harry, he um, made me smile yesterday, um, but, hey, Harry. yeah, he's amazing, <laughs> love Harry, um, but yeah, he actually said, you know, that the thing is, is that people who are on enhancements can do a six week prep, because all they do is take more clem, you know, and, and get that thing, and it's, and it's and it's just like i don't want to take anything away from them because it is still very very hard to get Mm. contest lean even on performance enhancing drugs but it's actually if you take a step back and you're like well actually comparing myself and you 
to what these other guys are doing. I mean, you went through like a 43-week prep. You know, I did a 30-week prep until it finally finished, maybe a little bit longer than that, 32 weeks. Um, And Mm. every single day, we were ticking that box without any kind of thingy like, oh, well, I'll have a Chinese tonight, Um, but it's okay, I'll just take it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, actually, you know, it'd be pretty fucking sick if we could have a Chinese every weekend and, and just kind of like take a shot or something and then go, you know, whatever. But um, but moving over from that, as a nurse, I have seen so many people come into hospital and have surgery because of a side effect from PD. Um, and a lot of them were abscesses. A lot of them were abscesses. And their pain tolerance after um, surgery of a drainage of an abscess, most of the time it's in their thighs. Um, and again, it's just down to not cleaning the area properly or just injecting it in the wrong place or not going completely intramuscular you know it's it's difficult um or it's you know continuous use in the same place but their pain tolerance after they've come up is absolutely abysmal you know they're they're waking up in so much pain and i don't know whether that is a side effect of having more performance enhancing drugs that that it kind of nullifies their pain response or whatever i don't know um but i mean if i compare myself to one of these guys this is an abscess drainage so all they do is kind of make a small incision which is only about you know three inches if that and just literally let all of the pus and the infection drain out give it a bit of a wash out with saline and then stitch it back up so it's not a very invasive procedure and i had my um breast augmentation and I mean, these guys are, are like asking for tramadol and really high, you know, opiates, high level opiate drugs. I had my breast augmentation, which was a four hour operation, um, and I survived on paracetamol for two days. And it's just like, you know, so whether I'm just hardcore and you know, I'm just, you know, superwoman like that, um, and, and that's the case, I don't know, but or whether it's because I'm a natural and I've got a good. Um, I've got a good inflammation response, so I, I don't know what it is. But comparing to these other guys, I mean, the health markers that are, they're terrible. And there was a, a post on Facebook again in the in the Jim Outcast group about a guy who's only, I think he said that he was 26 or something like that. He's had a heart attack already. Fuck that. You know, and his kidneys are shot and his liver's shot. His hemocrit levels are high. If you don't know what hemocrit levels are, it means that you've just got too much blood in your system. So you literally have to, or too many red blood cells. So you literally have to drain off a litre of blood, you know, into a bucket uh, at home uh, once a month. And that kind of thing, just to make sure that your hemocrit levels are balanced. And then if you can't do that, then you've basically got to stop eating protein because you're just promoting too much of this growth you can't get rid of. So your ammonia levels are high and that's what fucks up having for now. So there's there's a lot of things that you've got to consider before going on these kind of assistance drugs. And yeah. the one thing that I would really, really recommend, I mean, I've got a couple of assisted clients. I take no control over their drug protocol whatsoever. Um, I do all of their nutrition and I do all of their training and they do all of their check-ins with me, but their drug protocol, I have a separate coach that I work very, very closely with. And I literally say, right, if you are thinking about PEDS or if you've had a cycle before and that kind of thing, first of all, you go and get your bloods done here. You then go and talk your protocol over with him. He will then send me the protocol and anything else that I need to be aware of that I need to manipulate your nutrition and training with. Because it's things like recovery that you've got to take into consideration when you're on performance enhancers. Because they can actually um, train a lot harder for a lot longer and recover faster. 
because of these drugs. Um, And they can get a lot leaner, a lot faster because of these drugs. So again, your nutrition has got to be, you know, fingered with. And the only reason why I train and I coach assisted people as well as naturals is just because of the simple fact that I'm fascinated by everything bodybuilding-wise. And because of the fact that how much it can externally change you, not just in a physique perspective, but from a facial perspective as well, it, it just interests me from a medical perspective. But I, like you, I do not know anything about, I know little bits about pets. So that's the reason why I work with another coach who takes care of all of the drug protocols. So when you're an enhanced athlete with myself, you get two coaches for the price of one as such, which is fine and it's good. But, you know, I'm just making it perfectly clear that I do not take care of any drug protocols because I just didn't feel confident in doing it. Yeah, sure. I think the, the I think, yeah, I think you sort of wrapped everything up there really, really well. I think the only thing that we obviously need to potentially talk about and cover is like you know a lot of people talk about potentially the reasoning behind wanting to hop across is because they feel like they've reached a potential level that's like not surpassable as a natural yeah, um, yeah. the reality is guys like what i what i think about that is exactly what i said earlier about people like brian whittaker um uh, you know siobhan cunningham and things like that you know the the old uh, david Caven, the mm. the not that these people are old, but they're certainly older than the majority of the people that are hopping on at a young age. And the reality is you you can make consistent progress into your late 30s, early 40s as a natural bodybuilder. And in fact, it's one of the only sports out there where you're actually hitting your peak at a pretty decently old age for, for, yeah. for a sport. Um because you know you, you see most people in the M- NBA or football or even things like motorsport and things like that they they retire like around about the age where a natural bodybuilder kind of peaks and mm. reaches their reaches their their greatest potential in terms of the total amount of muscle mass that they have combined with the level of, of density and condition they're able to achieve you know you look at some of the the older even some of the older um, older enhanced bodybuilders the level of like that graininess and detail that they're able to achieve through the amount of density that they have through years of occurring tissue is just so, so much greater than someone like, you know, you look at myself as a young bodybuilder. I mean, yeah, I've got decent density, but that level of like all round 3D total like grainy look that you get, you only get that when you've built like tons and tons of tissue over years and years and years of hard training and pushing up your body weight coming back down pushing up coming back down you know it's just a it's just a it's a long man game like it's you have to you have to play the long game with it Definitely. To, to, to to get to your peak potential and that's that's what some people i think don't have it's just that mm. level of patience it's 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 fucking boring like for the most part you look at your physique in a gaining phase when you're actually accruing that tissue and day to day you do not look much different and month nope. to month you do not look much different but the most rewarding thing i i'll tell you this is when you you've pushed up you get to this point where you're at your peak body weight you start coming back down and you really get everything off you get every little bit of fat off and then you realize how much tissue you've accrued because even in, in a relatively short off season if you push up well and you progress your lifts and progress your calories you will have changed your physique and you only see that when you start coming back down, which is 
that's fucking rewarding. That's yeah, like, it is. so cool. Um, yeah. And, and I also uh, just want to just throw in on there, don't let age kind of be a factor for you not starting. So yeah. if you start younger, then yes, okay, you'll have a longer career. But if you if you look at the UK DFBA physique girl, um, Danny Teresa, she's yeah. in her she's in her 40s, and she actually only started lifting four years ago. She looks crazy though. She looks she must, sick. She, she must have had a sporting background, I reckon. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. I'm very good friends with Danny, so um, you know, I will ask her. But she looks sick, and she really, she almost inspires me to carry on going a little bit more. Especially when I have some dark days, thinking, "Fuck's sake, I'm not making the progress that I want, and this is annoying me, and this, that, and the other." Um, but again, I'm comparing myself to Danny. She's one older. Two, she's got denser muscle anyway because of the fact that she's older. Even if she didn't train it, um, and she was training for four years. Um, you know, and she's taller than me, so she's going to look a lot bigger. Um, mm. So it's, it's again, I'm kind of comparing apples to oranges a little bit. But she is a natural athlete, and she's closer to my age and my genetic potential than some of the Instagram 23 year old lip pursing babes that you see on there with them. Um, you know, good lighting, good angles. Um, but, crap, anyway. They look crap. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they don't. That doesn't. In, that look doesn't interest me at all. It's no. just like a. It's just like what have you earned there? Like. You've earned that look by doing <laughs> by by doing by doing an exercise on the Smith machine that looks like you're fucking the air, you know, yeah, like where they they, the they, they start on their knees and they they just fuck into the ceiling. Christ, it's, it's a pile of shit. <laughs> Funny, isn't just, it? I think just, we are gonna have to do like a spin-off of these podcasts with just berating form that we've seen on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because, put little uh, videos of it as well, like Yeah. And just be like, right, this is why this muscle is not being hit. You know? My yeah. good friend Andy, he actually put a little rant up and said, Do you think I agree with chess doing this? If you're not watching this on YouTube, you need to actually watch it. Because I'm literally just pumping the air and just moving my arm, you know. And it's basically like all these bikini girls with the ass that they've got are literally doing that, kicking the I air. See, I, I, I do see one other correlation as well with like the the sort of the the this 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 type of people where they they seem to lift everything with a weird like bob to their movements. Yeah, like, like even lateral raises. It's like this. It's like it's like they're riding a fucking horse. I don't get it at all. Like, what is that? What is th- even even on like something like a, a curl? Like, yep. so like, yep. what the hell? Like, you. I think they may be used to when they start lifting any load, they have to use some element of momentum. So they've just cross transferred that into everything they do. Stop it! I know exactly. <laughs> say, you, but it's you, so you, annoying. You even, but you even see it on TV programs as well. I was having oh. my chill time with Scott last night, and we were watching How to Get Away with Murder. And this guy was on there, and he was like, "Oh, lifting is the only thing that keeps me sane." And obviously, they've got like that much glaze on him that he's going to slip down the, the living room floor. And he's got his plastic weights, and he's curling, and then doing like you said, you know, alter- alternating curls, which are curls. They're not even, you know, like supinated curls are nothing. They're just like he's lifting a weight, but then bobbing with it like this. I'm like, what? What's he doing? There's no music, and yet he's still bobbing. And then with the same weight, get this, the same weight, he does lateral raises, bent arms, like that, with a chicken bob. Oh, 
for fuck's sake. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and it I just makes no sense. And yeah, I even said to Scott, why is he bobbing? Why is he bobbing? There's no need. And he was like, would you stop doing that? Because I criticise medical programmes as well, you know, where people are talking and they say, oh, my God, I need to intubate. It's like, why? He's, he's breathing. Why, why do you need to intubate him? Th- that literally that makes, makes no sense. sense. And <laughs> one thing that I, I'm going to do this rant because I did it the other day and I actually made myself laugh because of how ridiculous this is. Okay. I want people to actually reply to this. Who is they? Right? Just answer that question. Who is they? Over the last week, I have had four or five clients say, they say, who the, Who fuck, the fuck is they? Oh yeah, yeah. What well, like they pro- like basically create some individual that said something to compare something that they're telling you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the bro. It is the bro, right? They say don't eat carbs because carbs make you fat. Who's they? Is he? Is is they a scientist? These these people are usually like general population client kind of questions, aren't they? Usually. I, I had that a lot when I was coaching one-to-one general population. Though, like, yeah. They say, they. I think it's their way of like these people um, of, <laughs> saying, of, of saying something with an element of confidence. You know what I mean? It almost backs up their thought because they're scared to say their own opinion uh, to you because they're unsure as to the actual way to do things. So they're, they're asking you, with the confidence that someone else has kind of made them aware of this idea, right? I think yeah. that's probably probably what's going on, potentially. Probably, probably. But uh, yeah, mm. so if anybody out there is listening, if you actually know who they is, I would like to send they a message and say, stop doing all of these things that make people say, they say this because you're fucking wrong. Bloody annoying. And it's bloody annoying. <laughs> But anyway, I think we shall leave it there. So yeah, um, unless you want to wrap up with anything else. No, I'm all good. That's, um, yeah, let's cap it here, obviously. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening as usual. We need to do our image for that's anyone who's listening on YouTube. Are you going to lift up your be epic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three, yeah, be epic. Oh, three, two, one. <laughs> Best part of the podcast. Every it time. It is that. So, yeah, um, yeah, as usual, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, give us a tag in your Instagram stories if you're listening on like iTunes or any other audio. And uh, if you're on YouTube, take an image and, and whack it on your story as well. We always appreciate that. Any topics that you'd like to see in the next one, uh, give us a DM on Instagram, either me or Vicky, or comment on the uh, YouTube video. But other than that, we'll, uh, we'll be checking in next Friday. Have a good weekend and have a good rest of your week. Um, Vicky, got anything else to leave? No, that's it, guys. Love you lots. Be epic. Um... Mm. Stay in school, don't do drugs. Awesome. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Uh, Any questions, just ask. See you later. Bye. Bye.